Hello, it is Friday, August 27th. You are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Pat's still on the mend at home, but he calls in today for a conversation with AJ. Ross Tucker also joins the show. We talk a little fantasy football. Jameis Winston has been named the starting quarterback for the Saints. A lot of NFL chatter on this Feel Good Friday. Let's get right into it. I am AJ Hawk, seeing it for Pat, who is battling COVID at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that'll be AJ. Hell yeah. Still pretty early, boys, but hey, we'll figure it out. This is my third day running it from over here in Ohio. I know the boys are back in Indianapolis, seem to be doing well. I'm sure they're, uh, the uh, Hammer Down boys are getting all their, their stuff situated for their show that will be on 15 minutes after this show today, I believe. I hope you guys are still running on this Friday. Thank you, Even AJ. In, in Pat's. Uh, his weary state. Has anyone got any more updates from him? I know I've talked to him. He's going to coming in waves, going up and down with his fever. Where is he at right now? I think he is doing much better this yep. morning. He said he's pretty congested, but uh, same deal. I don't think he had uh, what last time we talked to him. He didn't have a fever this morning. So hopefully we're on the other side of this thing. All right. Yeah, I think Patty even texted me. He said, I think this is the final stage. And I, I sent a text back and I said, before death? Question mark? <laughs> no, and no. He Jesus. hasn't gotten back to me, so Come I don't on. know yet. Hopefully he's reached out to you guys. You scumbag, yeah. dude. You did this. You fucking did this yesterday. You, and I told you not you, to do it, you. so quit doing it. Knock you. it off. Hey, keep pointing at me, boy. I love it. I love oh, it. yeah. Now you can continue do, do to point at me. Yeah. Continue, please. And Diggs, you Cut probably gave at. him COVID, bud. Whoa. You probably gave him COVID. Whoa, whoa, Hawk. I'm an immunicorn first and foremost. You don't know that. Have you been tested for antibodies lately? What? <laughs> okay, that's all. That's all that, the answer. That's we a no. That's a no. The antibodies. The antibodies course through these veins. Okay, I had it. I beat it. Okay. Um, and secondly, I tested negative, so What's up? don't fucking come at me, pal. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll back off a little bit. We'll look we'll look around to the uh, the NFL landscape, see what's happening. I know there are uh, preseason games week three. It's going to get wild. People say there might be some games where the threes are playing against the ones. And guess what? Twelve thirty, we're going to have Ross Tucker. He's going to join Ooh. us. Let us know. He is going. He's calling. Uh, the Jets Eagles game tonight, and I know he wants to talk about anything. He's open, open for uh, for any kind of constructive criticism. I too, I, from the boys, I, he did tell me he was aware that maybe the boys had an issue with some of the uh, chatter he had going back and forth with his last preseason game. He was working oh. with whoever his play-by-play guy is. Are you guys going to ask him about this? Look, he was fine the last preseason game. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Whatever oh. whatever I may have said last Friday <laughs> might have been an overreaction. All right, pal? So I'm not going to bring that up. Russ, I mean, Russ Tucker's a patriot. Come on. Play for New England. I love the guy. Okay. All right, Connor. We, <laughs> we understand. We'll see what happens when we get Ross Tucker here at 1230. Um but I think some of the biggest news probably, which I thought, to me, I was assuming this was probably going to happen, but Jameis yeah. Winston, is he, mm-hmm. as Sean Payton said, is he officially the starter, or are we trying to, okay, here we go, Ian Rappaport says, the Saints have not yet made an official announcement, but all signs point to QB Jameis Winston being their starter. Sources say, given the way he played last week, this is not a surprise. It will also allow Taysom Hill to fill his valuable gadget do everything role but does Taysom Hill want that role still and is he willing to do that role have we heard anything no well there was like a massive congratulations apparently in the locker room around uh Jameis yesterday so uh, although he doesn't officially say it apparently it is definitely official that Jameis is the starter but to your point 
I don't know if Tame, uh, Taysom is all of a sudden just going to walk back his comments because he said, I think it was last week, maybe it was even earlier in the week, that you know he views himself as a QB1. If the Saints don't, then he's basically just got to figure out a way to get out of there. So I don't know what's going to happen. They definitely need him, especially with those two tight ends getting hurt too. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Definitely a developing situation in New Orleans. Do you think yes, this it- is ultimately kind of on Sean Payton because he said, like, he's my Steve Young, and he kind of set these, like, almost unrealistic expectations around Taysom Hill? And does that mean Jason is Joe Montana? Jason. What Jason? Combined the two. Does that mean Jameis is Joe Montana? He might be. I, I mean, I guess it is. It, it was a bit surprising when Sean Payton made those remarks about Taysom, right? But do you think he he probably said those? And I bet I'm guessing he meant it at the time. But do you think is is it possible that he got him? He got Taysom kind of as a full time QB for a little bit, and he didn't develop and see he he wasn't able to run the offense that Sean Payton wants to run. Yeah, well, even if he meant it at the time, he still went with Teddy B two years ago, when, yeah. like before he said or after he said that rather. So I think because of what he does on the field outside of throwing the ball, it's just it's too valuable to take away. But clearly, he doesn't view it that way. He thinks he's the QB one or can be a QB one. So we'll see what happens, but. New Orleans needs him to be playing with Jameis because if Jay, like if they're no Michael Thomas for the first seven weeks, they really only have Kamara. If they don't, you know, have success running the football and then they have to sling it around with Jameis, they need another guy. And Taysom is perfect to you know be out there running slant routes, little RPOs for the guy. Well, well guess who's coming to town week one? Ty Schmidt's Green oh, Bay yeah. Packers, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. full of full of love and light and gratitude and appreciation. He's going to come into New Orleans, and I'm sure he is looking to put on a show. And I think that Green Bay defense wants to be uh, improved as well with a new D coordinator. Patton is out of there, so let's see what happens there. But Jameis, hey, big test week one, I guess. Yeah. When Green Bay's defense, obviously, I think they are very solid, and I think Green Bay's offense is only getting better from where they were last year. Now they. Most likely will not have old Takatari out there left tackle, but mm-hmm. oh. uh, let's see what happens. Mm. I don't know what is what's the timetable on old Justin Takatari. Uh, I have I have no idea to be honest. I mean, I, I saw some stuff from uh, from camp, just like a, a few videos. Like he, I mean, he's doing stuff. It looks like you know he looks pretty good, but I have no idea when. He hasn't been, has he been in pads yet? Have you seen him? I don't think so. No, I've just I've seen like the Instagram post from Aaron when he and. Takatari are walking in like the tunnel and Aaron has all his pads on like he practiced and obviously Justin's got just like this jersey and shorts on so he's doing stuff on the side I guess when did he have surgery do you guys know exactly I think right after yeah I think January or February yeah I think it was it was like almost immediately after maybe like a week or so after he tore his ACL and they uh and he was done for the season because yeah eh. right before the NFC championship January 7th Okay, so he's got what he's he's seven he's over seven months out of there, I guess. What? Yeah, usually I guess back in the day, ACLs used to be like nine months to a year. Now guys get back anywhere from six to nine months. I feel like six to eleven. Feel hundred percent usually a year after that. Who knows? Everyone's different, but yeah, he's a huge piece to that offensive line. We saw what happens when they don't have him in. It's not uh, not good, but I mean. Going back to the Jameis situation, did you guys have any doubt? Like I know people, a lot of people thought Taysom may still be named the starter i feel like Jameis just he almost ran away with this thing and it wasn't anything that Taysom did wrong first off this picture we're looking at look at Taysom's quads yeah, yeah. <laughs> this dude is jacked yoked the but, only only doubt i had was not because of the way Jameis or Taysom was playing is because like it seemed like sean payton wanted Taysom hill to win this job 
but then like Jameis just kept playing too good. So I didn't know like what Sean Payton was gonna do just by like what he was saying in the media and stuff like that. But I think everyone I test was like, it should be Jameis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does seem that way. Maybe he didn't want to feel like he was losing a player, and maybe he feels like he's losing somebody if when he names Jameis the starter because we don't know what Taysom's role is gonna be if he's is like Taysom could very well ask for a trade, don't you think? I know my oh, yeah. buddy Brady Papinga, he's a diehard BYU. Uh, guy, he is calling for Taysom to ask for a trade. Like, do you think we could see that happen? Well, I don't know how it works with avoidable contract because if they, if a team were to trade for him and he were to play very well, would they have to pay at the most forty million dollars for him because of that avoidable contract? Or when he gets traded, uh, does that kind of just c- get canceled out almost? Well, I, I mean, in his contract, I don't think there's anything that says like there's no stats or like any number that or anything that he can do that says okay, we have to pay you forty million a year. Is it? I don't think so. I just know that uh, the conversation I think we had on Monday with Pat was that because the voidable contract, it is like that's the most you can get is the forty million. Um, and if that's what he has right now, as far as you know, extension wise, then that's probably what he's going to ask, or at least you know, thirty to forty. His maybe. contract's basically a one year deal, yeah. the way yeah. I understand, yeah. one year deal, and he's getting one million in base salary. He just got a bump of some signing bonus. The ten, the and that's ten million. And that's a way that they can push that down and get it off their cap that this year by his salary only being $1 million, and it's all in a bonus. Is it odd at all that, that this came out um, now? Like, do, if there is, like, a legitimate QB uh, competition going into the first week of the season, like, does it really matter that much in terms of, like, an opposing defense and game planning uh, to, like, not have them not know who you're actually going like, because now the the Packers have a full week of preparation, knowing that Jameis is the starter. Does that matter at all? You think? Yeah, it does matter a little bit, and a lot of coaches are more secretive than others and won't name a starter. Mainly, if it is like a situation with Jameis and Taysom, to where they're two different style quarterbacks, like that's when yeah. it can make a difference. Right. If you're if you're choosing between two drop back quarterbacks, then no, it, it honestly doesn't matter who the quarterback is. But when they kind of played different styles of ball and the offense changes a little bit uh, yeah the the other defense sure they have another week to, to work on just Jameis but they're guess what they're still worried about Taysom because who knows what Taysom's package is so they may have more to work on now because you're not exactly sure how they will employ a Taysom he, he's probably gonna be all over the field I mean they don't have a lot of weapons right now especially with Michael Thomas out so yeah. Week one should be very fun to watch. Well, and we've talked about it before, too. Like, week one starter obviously matters, but, like, if he comes out and, you know, the Packers beat them by 40, like, there's definitely going to be some rumblings of maybe you wheel Taysom out week two, week three, if he continues to struggle. But all signs point to him playing well, especially if he's dropping, you know, balls in the bucket like he was uh, against the Jags the other night. And if Callaway continues his dominance and what he's able to do catching the ball, down the field we know Jameis likes to sling that thing you just got to find a way to to limit his turnovers but I I quickly wanted to pivot to Phil Rivers first mm, off yes. two questions for you a does Scott Zolak love rap music or does he hate it and b is Phil Rivers the greatest high school coach of all time uh, B, yes, Phil Rivers is, in fact, the greatest high school coach of all time. <laughs> Still hasn't been scored on. Still hasn't yeah. been scored on. Probably won't the entire year. Zolak, I believe, only listens to uh, like ACDC and U2, so I don't believe that he is a big rap guy. But Ty brought up a great point earlier. Could you imagine being like going into your senior year of high school and Phil Rivers slides in and is your head coach? For you know the next whatever fifteen games to the state championship, which they will win, uh, <laughs> like, how incredible would that be? 
I mean, I think it would be awesome because the dude was just playing months ago in the NFL. The fact that he's your head coach right now, I think it's it's great. And if you look at Phil, he looks the part, man. He's got the coaching gear. He's got the hat, the headset. I'm sure he is heavily involved in the offense and what they run. But And he does great interviews, too. We all know that. Oh, yeah. This dude, this dude is pure gold when he speaks to the media and it seems to be super authentic too so he has like nine kids do any of them play on this team you know i want to say it was was at least one of his kids maybe at this school i don't know if he's on a team i don't know if he's old enough but i'm not sure i think he's like a freshman i'm just gonna say yes playing the odds yeah (laughs) yeah yeah there's a good chance i mean they won 49 nothing week one but going back to scott scott how do you how do you pronounce his last name zolak yeah zolak you said zolak i feel like it's all right (laughs) I, I'm just telling you. Ask me, pal. He, you're Scott a boss dude. He's he was a former quarterback, and he's he's been there. He's been the voice of their their games for years, man. You don't know yeah. how to say his last name. Well, yeah, he's been the voice for their games for years, and I, I won't bring up another guy that yeah I didn't have too much love for, but I definitely mute the TV or turn it very very low a lot of the time. He's talking because of shit like this. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Cam Newton has a stop listening to rap music. Well, hey, quit fucking dancing on the field. <laughs> yeah, hey, maybe sure, maybe, but I saw someone. I think it was Will Blackman. Someone sent it to the group of yeah, Brady like li- they were listening to the Migos I think this was leading up to the week of the AFC championship and he was dancing it's just this is one of the most ridiculous things I think I've ever read and it's a real bummer that it has to come from a guy from Boston who's talking about football I mean, we're talking about music here like give me a break hey, but Scott so Scott Zolak though he knew what he was doing by saying oh, oh yeah. yeah he absolutely knew that this was going to ruffle some feathers, as they like to say. Maybe he knew, like, hey, slow news time right now here in the next, like, seven days. So let me throw something out there to get people chatting about, I guess. But, man, so he's saying Cam would throw a ball and the music is still playing and Cam would instantly start dancing and he claims he wasn't he wasn't engaged or focused because of that. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, basically is that he would take a rep, you know, throw it, and then he would dance while Mac was going, do a little, you know, how you doing, and then he would go in, take another rep, and for some reason for Zolak, he, that is what's leading Cam to, you know, perform not to optimal levels. Uh, but clearly, I mean, you know this. This is bullshit. This obviously isn't a legitimate reason that Cam isn't playing well or wouldn't be playing well because of rap music. I mean, it's legitimately ridiculous. <laughs> Would it be any better if it was a different genre of music and Cam was still dancing to say something else? Well, I bet if it was Toby Keith, he'd say, you know, hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Cam loves Toby Keith. He's he's playing well. <laughs> hey, the only thing I would ask Zolak is if the coaches thought it was an issue. Don't you think Bill Belichick or McDaniels would say something to Cam? Be like, hey, man, like, cut it out. Like, we're not going to do this. Or they would cut the music out. Like, I, I'd imagine if this thing really was a problem, the coaches would have this cut off a long time ago. Yeah, and a big thing that, like, Bill loves about Cam is the energy that he brings every day. And maybe, you know, for some people, music and dancing isn't the right energy for football, but it seems to get the boys pretty juiced. And also, he's not the only one dancing. Like, there's plenty of videos of, like, Kendrick Bourne and some of the wide receivers, like, doing a little... Gerard sh- Mayo. Gerard, Gerard Mayo. Mayo. The D coordinator. Yes. Like, so it just... I, it's it's ridiculous, but to your point, what you said earlier kind of makes me think he definitely did this on purpose because it is a slow news cycle right now. So he says, ah, fuck it. I'll just say Cam Newton's playing bad because of rap music and people will take it and run, which they have. I think Bill Belichick, I mean, I, we've talked, like he has spoken very highly of Cam Newton and what yeah. he has done and the, sort of the culture there. I bet you Bill loves this. He loves like 
Cam being out there and being so open and, and energizing his teammates, I, I bet there's times when Bill's like, hey, man, like, guys, I wish these dudes would have some fun. Like, they think I don't want to have fun. I wish they would enjoy it and, like, loosen up a little bit. And I think Cam does that for him so Bill doesn't have to. And it's probably fun. You know, like, if yeah. someone is – okay, so myself and Pat, we're obviously – our personalities are very different as humans. Sure. So, for me, it's very fun to sit there and watch Pat just perform wherever he – like, just how he is, his whole essence, how he – interacts with people it's very fun because i know that's not me and i I don't it's not real i can't see myself ever being like that and that's what makes it fun for me i think that's what makes it work especially connor i mean i can never put myself in your shoes connor yeah thanks aj i appreciate that kind (laughs) of i don't know you're just smacking the face i'm joking that was a joke i know i know pal all right relax okay (laughs) pipe down over there i don't want to get any texts from you or your family oh yeah for sure dude yeah for sure absolutely but also with the Patriots, the whole thing is like, oh, they don't have fun up there. It sucks up there. Like, wouldn't you want more of this? Like, you would want players to be enjoying their time, especially publicly. And maybe Zolak's trying to spin something because he wants Mac Jones to start. But someone else sent something to the group earlier. Maybe it was Tony about how Cam has actually done an interview talking about how Matt, he's impressed by Mac Jones's knowledge of rap music. So if that's what Zolak's trying to spin, don't worry, pal. Mac and Cheese Jones is still listening to rap music too. <laughs> So you can't really be spinning that narrative if that's what you're looking for in the end here. Well, all we need that to happen now is, so Mac Jones seems like the ultimate teammate. Now next open practice they have, I hope they have another one, Mac needs to dance in between every single throw he has. He needs they need Ask. to play. He needs to request some good rap he likes, and then he needs to be dancing harder than Cam in between each rap. Even taking that another step, why why not have Mac Jones jump on a beat with Cole Beasley? Why not? Sure. Why not have him sure. just go all in? You know what? Oh, you don't like people listening to rap music? Here's my first rap single called "The Mac Attack," and it's just him talking about slicing defenses. I think that would definitely get the people busting if he did something like that. When is uh, Cole Beasley, when is he dropping that? Is that coming out soon? I don't know. He's already back in the building, yeah. I believe. So if he had Probably it, before fucking Donda. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what do you wow. mean? What I mean, he had another successful Kanye, right? He ruined, it? He ruined Soldier Field. Yeah, yeah. He, de- he destroyed the grass. Not going to be able. Not to, good. Yeah, they won't be able I to mean, play good. there. Guys, Guess no what? respect that for that grass. Bears. Has always been terrible. Oh, oh, come on! Wait, I know he like had a bunch of. Did he burn? He he fake burn his house down. What happened? Your guy, oh, Mar- yeah. your guy Marilyn Manson was there with him. AJ. Yeah, your yeah. guy Marilyn Manson Jesus. was there. AJ. Your hey. guy. Maryland has gotten some trouble recently. Though. A lot right. of trouble. A lot of trouble. You don't yeah. say. No, he didn't burn what, his house down. He burnt him him down. himself yeah. down. Oh, how is he? Uh, he's okay? doing good. A okay. couple of third degree burns. I believe his, a lot of people. I saw a lot what? of people uh, on the uh, internet. He was like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Yeah. Uh, he, he burnt Kanye, and now, now Yeezy has been reborn. I yeah. mean, Ice Cube said it. He is living art. Uh, this yeah. is like kind of what he's going for. No so, one's ever done it before. Are, are we looking at a Garth Brooks, Chris Dean situation yes. here? Yes, very it certainly appears as if he does want Kanye? to change his name. Really? What'd you say? He does want to change his name. He, he doesn't want to be called Kanye anymore. Just um, what was it? Uh, yay, just Mr. Yay, yeah. West, Kevin. No, just yeah, just yeah. That's yeah. it. Why? Is this like a? Is this like an artist formerly known as Prince? Is this a money thing? What are we doing? Maybe actually, um, it all seems to be a money thing. I just yeah. don't understand why he hasn't just released the music so people can actually enjoy it. Well, like, he has he's, made twelve million dollars. Awesome. Uh, he knows sold, the album. He sold things, 20, so. twelve million dollars in tickets and merch for these things. Yeah, but twelve wow. million dollars for—he's a billionaire, right? So, I don't know. I'm, was, I'm, twelve million is a shit ton of money. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but we're he's talking about Kanye West, West. Is he? huh? He's gone through a pretty big divorce, isn't he? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, quite. Yeah. Shit. But is he paying her or is she paying him? 
I'm gonna guess I, he's I been think it's split down. The I think it's pretty uh, yeah, amicable, think, and it's just hey, we're just gonna go away. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Because she was at the uh, <laughs> she, she was at the Atlanta uh, Donda listening party. So right, who yeah. knows if how uh, how shaky it is? I don't, I didn't think it was. I, I mean, I think Ice Cube said it best when he was on this show. He's like, "Hey, Kanye is gonna be Kanye. You <laughs> yeah. let him do his thing. Like, just let him be. That's what he is. And that, I, whether you like it or not, I, I feel like you." should at least respect a dude jumping out there and, and taking a chance like he i wonder if he yeah i'm sure he does like have moments where he worries that this may not work but man he powers right through all of that was it almost sold out there it looks sold out yes Damn. just for a listening party that's the thing like most how many there's how no many singing mu- what's that there's no like he's not singing yeah. they're just listening to music that's what together. i'm saying it's like, like a- how many musical acts can sell out an actual stadium to when they are, are playing and performing. Not many, like Garth. there are, but there's not a ton of them. Kanye can play his his album that hasn't come out yet, yeah. and people still come listen to it. Well, right. it's because they know it's never fucking coming out. So if they don't go so to that, chance. they're never going to hear it. Yeah, Todd, you may be onto something. That may be it. When he, this is like an album where if you weren't there, you don't know what the greatness is. At this point, in my mind, I'm just never going to hear it, and it's just going to be you know everyone else gets to hear it, and if it never comes out, it never comes out because I'm sick of it. AJ, I'm trying to listen to the goddamn music, and he won't put it on Spotify. Goddamn it! Do you listen to music, AJ? Do I listen to what music? Yeah, I listen to music. When you drive, we were debating this morning. Like, when you're driving, is it just complete (laughs) silence, or do you actually listen to stuff? I actually listen to stuff all the time, but I don't. I don't listen to music. I listen to different podcasts, books on audio books. I guess now, not book on tape. What are you listening to to right now? I dial up different podcasts I like and try to find them, and I listen to them. Goosebumps and Berenstein Bears is that the kind of stuff? (laughs) Those are the books you listen. I'm halfway through Berenstein Bears. You know, just like when I was in fifth grade, if I read one book a week, I got a personal pan pizza on Friday. We're on that. I'm on that train again. Yeah. Hey, how was the scrimmage yesterday? Good. We scrimmaged a couple teams. Nice. It was fun. Um, man, there's some. I saw General Bob in a nice cutoff in double gloves, coaching up his uh, <laughs> double gloves. <laughs> You're lying. Yeah. He was he, not in double. He gloves. was Jay Feely out there. He had two gloves. We had one blue, one red glove. Bobby. And <laughs> my wife eventually she's like, Bob, what is what is with the two gloves? And he's like, Blue is right, red is left. I gotta let the kids know. And Bob was putting his hands up. I don't know what he was trying to signal to the defense. <laughs> something. <laughs> How, how's your team looking? Are they flying around on offense and defense? Are they leading with their helmets? I, I sure hope you are. We are not leading with our helmets. Nope. The Clemson Tigers, uh, third and fourth grade team is not. Our defense is definitely ahead of the offense right now. Okay. Oh. Defense has been swarming to the ball, running, reacting, trusting their instincts. Offense, you know, it's a work in progress. We've got to figure out the, you know, not always a clean quarterback center exchange. And Ooh. first game's coming on Sunday. We'll see how it goes. Well, yeah. it's not like you guys can throw the ball, right? Triple like at option. this point, yeah, you're they just can, running yeah. the triple option. There's That's the problem. Third and fourth grade. So we play some teams that are all like fourth graders and have a whole year. This is. You know, our guys have been playing tackle football for two weeks. So, yeah, we had dudes running naked boots on us yesterday, misdirection. Jesus. We cannot figure this one out. Well, maybe dumb down the offense then. You guys don't need to go five wide going out of shotgun. Run the veer. Yeah. 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 Run on. the veer. Six plays. Hey. Work like Novocaine. Just give them time. Hey. Boys, I think our next guest is already here. He's already waiting for us. So, we know what's going on this week. We have a little bit of time before the regular season starts. Tonight, we have some preseason games. This guy is going to be working uh, the Eagles at the Jets tonight for the preseason. Put your hands together. Ross Tucker, welcome to the show. AJ, what's up, man? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This is, by the way, the most dressed up I've ever been for a hit like this. I literally 
am going to hop in the car to drive to MetLife as soon as we're done talking. So I normally wouldn't have like a, a button-down shirt on, I promise. <laughs> hey, you look good, Ross. You look professional. And I know I'm worried for you because I see how light that shirt is. It's a dress shirt. You will be completely <laughs> pitted out and sweat through that shirt before warm-ups even start, won't you? Dude, there's been – this is the third preseason game, obviously. It has been at least 90 at kickoff for all three. And I know most of those guys are from the Northeast, so they know how – although I don't know if we call Pittsburgh the Northeast. That's a whole different discussion we can have. But they're from Pennsylvania like me. And, dude, here, here's the key, okay? First, this is the pocket, okay? This is the pocket sweat towel. This actually baby wipe. fits in my pocket right there. I cut up my daughter's like hand towel. It's koala bears. So that goes in my pocket because I got to be in the tunnel three hours before the game interviewing uh, Coach Sirianni. And then during the game, I just go full throttle <laughs> the big white. You got to go big white. But they don't know, you, you know how it is, AJ. They don't always tell you when you're about to be on camera. So I'll be like drenched because I get into it. I get excited, whatever. Like I'm, I get pumped up. So I got to do a quick boo 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 like that so I don't look like a total hog. And by the way, I'm 75 pounds less than I was when I was playing. I don't know how we did it, dude. Like I don't know how we were out there in training camp, 90 degrees, weighing 320 like that. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> hey, I think that all the time, wearing the pads and everything, but I have to go oh. back. So you, you are interviewing. Nick Sirianni in the before the game tonight in the tunnel. How long do you get to speak to him? Have you got to interview this guy before? And what do you what are your thoughts on him? I guess. Yeah. So uh, part of my job is I interview him before every preseason game, and mm-hmm. then they air it on the pregame show. And you know he's forty, so I I love him so far. First of all, I love everything about him, but it it makes me feel a little bit bad, AJ, because he's forty. Both of his coordinators are like 38, and his special teams coordinator is 29. So this is the first time in my life where I'm like, man, like where did I go wrong? These guys are all head coaches and coordinators, and I'm I'm interviewing them. But no, he's been really cool so far. Like we think the same. We have a lot of the same interests. Like yesterday in the production meeting, he was talking about Rocky Four and how awesome Rocky Four was. I was like, I, I was right there with him. So. And, and, and even, yeah. you know, you know this is more important than the, what I think of him. The players, you know, in the production meetings, the players bring him up all the time. The players mention the things he tells them all the time. He has like a chart every day at the start of the meetings where he shows everybody what they did the day before. Like they give you a, like, you know, you know, you get graded for a game, AJ. They grade you in practice, plus or minus. And it, it, my understanding is every morning, you see how everybody, every guy graded in practice the day before. So it's total transparency. Wow. I, I hear they are, aren't they big with their like sports science people? And do they, I, I've heard Michael Lombardi talk about this. Do they, does he like, does Sirianni defer to a lot of the sports science people for like length of practice, how intense it is and things like that? Yeah. So they, uh, I will say this, because I played for five teams and just been around a bunch of teams. They invest so many resources in the football team. I mean, Anthony Harris, who came over in free agency from the Vikings, he was saying to us last week, he's like, he can't believe how many people there are that are nutrition consultants, people that stretch you before practice, 
people that hand you your smoothie-ish. I mean, they spare no expense to make sure they're putting these guys in the right spot. And he talked about the doctors, the trainers. That's how they determine how long the practices are. But the flip side of that is, I mean, they had two hard practices last week against the Patriots before that game. They had two hard practices this week against the Jets. So they're still getting in some good work. But they were missing, I want to say, maybe six or seven starters for the opener last year. And I'm pretty sure they wanted to make sure that that didn't happen again. Wow. I, I have a question. I know Connor has something after this, but I wanted to ask you quickly. You've, I know you've mentioned there may be, like, we may look around some of these preseason games. and Are we going to see some threes going against ones i know it's a unique situation with three preseason games like i know josh allen's playing in the third game he hasn't played in the first two what kind of matchups are we going to see i don't know that we've ever seen this before man and i i've been reading the reports from some other team i mean joe burrow's playing for the first time i think joe judge said daniel jones and the giant starters are going to play the whole first half meanwhile there's other reports the teams aren't going to play anybody I mean, even today I saw Mike Garofolo said he doesn't expect the Eagles to play their starters. And somebody else said the Jets are going to play their starters for the first half. Now, I don't know. You know, things change. We'll see what happens. But, you know, usually there used to be a rhythm to preseason, as you know. Third preseason was dress rehearsal. Fourth preseason game, nobody played. It's just the young guys, the guys at the bottom of the roster. Some teams are treating this weekend like it's the third preseason game dress rehearsal. Some are treating it like the fourth preseason game, nobody plays. So we might have times this weekend where it's starters going against third string. So um, something to keep an eye on. A, it'll be interesting to watch, and B, could be some opportunities for people out there. Connor, what do you have? Yeah, Ross, we've heard a lot about Hertz. Is Hertz, you know, what's the difference between him this year and last year as far as just kind of taking command of the team and also fantasy football? Should I be drafting Devontae <laughs> Smith within the first five rounds this year? Is this Boston Connor the hot tub guy? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just a regular bathtub. Just a regular bathtub. I wish I had a hot tub. Oh, right, 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 right. By the way, before I forget, um, I've been following Pat's tweets. I hope he's doing okay. It's scary that you can feel that bad, even though he's fully vaxxed. Uh, as a guy that's had a podcast network for like eight years or whatever, what you guys have created, Connor, and all of you guys, AJ now, is unbelievably, <laughs> unbelievably impressed by what Pat and all you guys have done. Hope people appreciate and realize what you guys have built from scratch because it's amazing. Uh, I almost totally forgot your question, but I just remember Jalen Hurts. Now, here's the thing. I, I was talking with a fantasy expert this week. You know, right now, the Eagles are considered to, you know, their win total, whatever, six and a half games. So right now you think, okay, they might be trailing in, in a bunch of games. They got a top five O-line. He's going to run the ball a lot. I think from a fantasy perspective, I don't know about Devontae Smith. I think Devontae Smith will get the most targets of the receivers. But they still have two stud tight ends in Goddard and Ertz right now. But I know people that are out there, like fantasy dudes, fantasy experts, that think if Hertz starts all 17 games, he's a top five fantasy quarterback. So maybe you should draft Hertz, Connor, instead Ooh. of Devontae. Wow. Hey, Ross, we have a, another Sirianni fan in the studio. Ty Schmidt, I know you had something for Ross. What's, what's on your mind? Yeah, Ross, uh, 
speaking of Sirianni, really the, the a lot of what we see from the Eagles are kind of like his uh, his press conference clips and and tidbits like that, where you know sometimes what the the message that he's trying to get across doesn't necessarily get across completely. Uh, but you said that they've looked good and everything. What do you think a realistic uh, expectation or ceiling is for the Eagles this year? So um, yeah, I mean I, I'm from Philly, so I get text messages from my buddies after. You know, a couple of Sirianni's press conferences. I'll just tell you, and you know, I've talked to him five times now. Uh, guy's been awesome. He's been awesome, and all that like energy, enthusiasm. He really is like that. Like he loves football. You saw a video of Philip Rivers last night going crazy about football. Like mm-hmm. that, that is Sirianni. Sirianni is like that. I think the Eagles are going to be way better than what other people think. Here's the two reasons, right? If the O-line stays healthy, they're top five all day. If the D-line stays healthy, they're top ten, maybe even top five. And then remember this. I know he's there in Indy with you guys now. I got a good relationship with him. I really like him as a person, Carson Wentz. But, guys, he led the NFL in sacks and picks last year and didn't play the last four games. He didn't play 25% of the season. So what I tell people is if Hurts just throws – five less picks and takes five less sacks. I mean, you guys tell me, what is that? Two more wins, three more wins. So um, certainly for those of you that like to make uh, things interesting, I certainly like the Eagles over their season win total. I think they're eight, nine, 10 win team. And speaking of a guy that needs to to limit interceptions, uh, Jameis Winston was named the starter uh, down in new Orleans. Uh, were you surprised by that? And what do you think Taysom Hill is going to do? Is he willing to, to be that slash role? I know he wanted to play quarterback. No, I wasn't surprised. I mean, I think, you know, now that they've lost some weapons, it's a different team. I think Peyton probably always wanted to be able to have Taysom in that role, you know, in the Swiss Army knife role, offensive weapon role, whatever you want to call it. So I kind of always felt like unless Jameis stunk up the joint, in training camp and preseason, he was going to be the guy. So I'm not surprised. I think it's the right move. He looked awesome the other night. I mean, I don't want to overstate one preseason game, but those throws to Callaway. By the way, who is Callaway? Who is Callaway? <laughs> I, I he's mean, a guy I now. Guy, and he's catching touchdown passes all over the place. Undrafted free agent last year. But I thought Jameis looked awesome. The weird thing I thought, though, AJ, was Taysom Hill lost some weight. Like, if you look at him, he trained to be a quarterback this year. He looks to me like at least 10 pounds lighter, maybe 15 pounds lighter. So uh, I don't know what he's going to have to do training-wise to try to get back to be able to be like the, the up-back on punt team and all those other roles they had from the power runner. Yeah, I mean, he's going to – let's see what uh, – I guess how much they use him. But I wanted to pivot to, the, to Dallas right now. I know Dak, I guess they say, what, he's moving forward without restrictions on his shoulder, lat, ankle, everything that's going on. What do you expect from the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy this year? And obviously Dan Quinn steps in as the new D, D coordinator. Well, first of all, um, if you can get Micah Parsons for defensive rookie of the year, go ahead and do that. Uh, I live in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania now. It's where my wife's from. And I saw that guy play in his third high school game ever. And I texted my buddy at Penn State, who's in the uh, – he's the GM over at Penn State. And I was like – uh, there's a ninth grader for Central Dolphin High School that might be the best defensive player I've ever. They offered him the next week. Micah got offered after three games of high school football Oof. in ninth grade. 
I think he's going to tear it up this year in Dan Quinn's defense. And frankly, AJ, they need him to. I mean, that defense struggled last year. They need Micah to make a bunch of plays. Offensively, I just never like going into the season with these injury issues hanging over our head with like Amari Cooper still kind of out there, uh, you know, Dak still kind of out there. I mean, maybe it ends up being fine. And, you know, hopefully for our entertainment, since the Cowboys are on national TV all the time, I hope it is. But, uh, you know, I never like when there's things that are lingering out there. Even like Darisau for the Vikings or Tevin Jenkins for the Bears. You know, these guys, oh, they'll be okay. They'll be okay. They always say these guys are okay until they're not okay. Todd, you got something else? Yeah, Ross, uh, I think it was this morning Jadavian Clowney said that guards aren't real athletes and he likes lining up inside because he can kind of just have his way with them. I believe you played guard. Do you take any offense to that? And are guys going to be chomping at the bit to knock uh, Clowney's teeth out this year? So let's just think about that for a second, right? Why do guys say things like that? Like, in all sincerity, like, even when I played against, let's say I was playing against the Browns this year. I would try to be aggressive. I would try to be physical, whatever. But now, like, during that week of practice, I'd be like, yo, you know what we need to do with Clowney. You know what we need to do there. Like, why would you put a bullseye on your back? If I'm freed up in pass protection and somebody else has him locked up, I would put my helmet in his ribs as hard as I could and hope to hear something crunch. Like, why guys say stuff like that is beyond me. And, you know, he's got a point that usually offensive tackles have better feet and slide better in pass protection. But they're also more used to going against body types like Clowney. It's the same reason why when they put a 300-pound D-end out at offensive, a D-tackle out at, at, out at defensive end, the offensive tackles struggle sometimes because they're not used to going against that kind of power. Well, when you put Clowney inside, the guards aren't always used to going against that kind of wiggle. That said, I mean, they're going to jump them. And by the way, when you go inside against the guards, a lot of times they have help from the center. And they know when they have help. But the moral of the story here is don't say things about guys that are going to try to kill you. Like, it, does, it doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. I guess Connie probably thinks, well, not if I kill him first, I'll, I'll be in the clear. <laughs> speaking of that, AJ, speaking of that. Was it was it Connor? Who was it that was talking trash on me last week about so, saying guy and dude? Yeah, hand up. Yes. Hand up. That was me, Ross. Before I ever talked to you, I'm a big fan now. Hand <laughs> up. That was me. What was your what were your, what were you saying, Connor? I see Ross. I didn't get to see the game that you called, Connor. What were you saying? I was more saying the uh, follow up to you explaining what a guy dude was. It was a big miss on the joke from your uh, cohort, whoever the other guy is who you commentate with. <laughs> Now, you know what's so funny? I didn't, I didn't even see what you said, uh, Connor. I just got like three tweets from people like, hey, they're talking trash on you on oh. Pat Matthews. Oh, they're dogging you. I was like, I was like, Pat? AJ? They're like, no, the other guys. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't you. We were kind of dogging your partner, though. Hands up. <laughs> that, that was on me. Yeah, you know, you know what's funny, though, Connor? Um, two I'm things. Num- number one, okay, I got a text message from somebody. I, I, I will not say who it is. Might have been my mom saying, "Why do you keep calling these players a guy or a dude?" <laughs> so I, that's why I said, "I said you know what I mean, right?" Because AJ knows this, Pat knows this. When you talk to like college football coaches, 
that's how they describe studs for their team. They'll be like, oh, he's a guy now. I mean, he's a guy. Or like, we think he's a dude. They, they either say guy, dude, or the one that my favorite, which is sure, war daddy. Gotta be like a yeah. deep line. But they'll be like, they'll be like, we think he's a war daddy. We think he's a legit war daddy. That's the other one they use. Yeah, this, Ross, last thing here before we, we let you get on the road to, to start sweating in that tunnel uh, at the Jets game. It's, it should be fun. Is there any, are there any teams out there that you think people aren't giving a chance to that might surprise some people? Like, let's say the Lions, Dan Campbell. I don't know, maybe Houston wins more games than you may think. Is there anyone out there you think we should kind of have on our radar? So one of them, you guys will say I'm biased, but one of them is Philadelphia. Uh, the other two that jump out to me, Chargers and Falcons, right? The Chargers, everybody says this every year. I know that. Anthony Lynn, unbelievably nice human being. Unbelievably terrible in-game head coach. He <laughs> <laughs> had to have cost them three or four games. How, how did he cost them? Like, can you give an example, Ross? Oh, my gosh, dude. Like, you look at the clock management in some of those situations, it was abysmal. Decisions whether to kick or go. I mean, it was... I mean, the, he single-handedly made the Red Zone channel in the afternoon entertaining to see what he was going to do next. And I'll give the other one. How about the Falcons? Nobody's talking about the Falcons. Do you remember the Falcons just watching the onside kick go between their – just spin around against the Cowboys? Mm -hmm. They blew that game. They let Nick Foles come off the bench and throw seven touchdown passes, Fair I enough. think, in the fourth quarter of one game. And then how about the game where Gurley – didn't just go down and take a knee. He goes and scores a touchdown, and then the Lions, Stafford, throws a bomb. Like, the Falcons lost three or four games that there's no way they should have lost. That doesn't happen every year. Like, they're not going to lose four games that you guys and Pat are all talking about on Monday. Like, can you believe they choke? Can, they, can you believe they – that's not going to happen. So, even if that only happens once, that's two or three more wins for the Falcons. Well, Ross, we will let you head on your way to the stadium. Good luck. Hopefully they get you on camera. You know, get a working shot of you super sweaty. You'll be the next, you know, taking line for Joe Thomas. Maybe you can out-sweat Joe tonight. You think you can You can make that happen? How does Joe not know you have to wear an undershirt? How does he not know that? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, you know, you Joe wear, is... You have to wear an undershirt. Now, you can do a sweat towel for your face, but you got to wear a cotton undershirt to soak. I mean, Joe was all pitted out. I at least know about now the undershirt at the end of the game. I just throw it away. It's totally <laughs> drenched. But you yeah. need the undershirt. Come on, Joe. Yes, come on, Joe. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Ross Tucker. Yeah! Yeah! Me. Appreciate it, man. What's up, boys? Any, uh, were you surprised to hear him talk about Anthony Lynn like that? No. No. Yeah. No. no? <laughs> Not no. at all. This, this show, Pat has mentioned many times about <laughs> The Chargers end of game situations last year when Lombardi's on, he just dogs Anthony Lynn every single time. And then uh, in the first preseason game this yeah. year, Anthony Lynn, they blew and it. MCDC basically did the same exact thing. So, no, not surprised to hear that one. I was surprised though. Uh, I saw your eyes light up when uh, Ross mentioned Sirianni, and then you, you didn't, you didn't go there. Yeah. What do you mean I didn't go there? Well, I thought you were going to let him know that we actually have Coach Sirianni in studio uh, on a daily basis. I was going to. I didn't. I was going to let Ty try to take it if he wanted to. But I, I feel like I put Ty on the spot a lot with different impressions. <laughs> I don't want him to be. You know, I want him to make sure he is locked and loaded if I do come to him. No, no, no. I mean, it, it would have been fine. But yeah, I just I wrote it down. You know, I'll, I, 
I you want to make sure that you have references ready to go immediately in those situations. So you know, a couple minutes on Rocky Four, I love it. So yeah. that that is that is huge. Go moving forward, that is huge. I, I knew when Ross told us about the Rocky Four, I was like, oh, that is a good piece of information. Yes. That will yes. Be carried along here in this office for a long time, I believe. It will. You really think the Eagles are going to be all right, though? I don't know. I mean, everything coming out about Hurts, it, it really was like Lombardi said it. If anyone gets hurt, their twos are just they're not stumped. really up to snuff. Yeah, they kind of stink. Hasn't that kind of been their thing the last several yeah. years, though, is they are incredibly injury-prone yes, and they yeah. can't stay healthy? Yeah, they are. I guess that's probably a big thing that Sirianni's doing, working with his sports science. Like Ross said, it sounds like they have 5,000 people on staff that getting players everything they could possibly need to give them a chance, I guess, to stay on the field, but... I mean, staying healthy, obviously, yeah, you can work out through it and do everything that you should do to try to prevent injury, but sometimes it's just luck. It's bad luck or good luck whether your team is healthy or not. It also depends where those injuries hit. Like if all of a sudden you have two or three O-linemen go down, like that's tough to recover from. If your quarterback goes down, forget it. Like that's no fun. So, yeah, it's going to need some luck. And the the Eagles will need Jalen Hurts to play out of his mind, I think, especially early on, maybe build some confidence and get some people taking him seriously if – if they want to make some noise, I guess, but I don't think their division's too stacked. So they, they, they're, they're, I don't know what the rest of their record looks like, but at least in the division, like, I don't think they have huge juggernauts they're going to be facing. Yeah, but do you think, I mean, like the Cowboys, and, and granted, that could just be because of hard knocks and everything, but you assume the Cowboys will be much better this year. The Washington football team is supposed to be good this year. And even the, I mean, the Giants, I guess we don't really know. The only thing we've heard about about them from camp is all the shit with Joe Judge, but healthy Saquon, like, I mean, doesn't it seem like the Eagles are still in the basement of that division? Oh, it definitely does feel that way, but that's the thing. Like, if Jalen Hurts can play out of his mind and do stuff that we watched him do in college, then, yeah, he will give them a chance. But are we for sure that Saquon Barkley is going to be in lineup week one? I don't think he's it's... not. He's not playing the last preseason game, and they said they're not going to make an announcement on if he's available week one or not. The internet was pumped uh, this week because there was videos of him doing live drills and stuff like that. He was mm-hmm. wearing a red jersey, uh, but I don't think there's no. There has not been word if he's going to be there week one. Yeah, they took him off the pop list, so I mean that's got to be a good sign. But also, Judge part of the New England tree, so he probably won't announce it until game day. I mean, I would say this is a pretty pivotal year for a quarterback, Daniel Jones, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's make or break. He proved to us that you are our franchise guy or not. And you think they'll move on if he doesn't come out there and light it up this year? Yes. Mm. I don't know, because he still has one more year left on his rookie deal, I think. so. Well, I mean, they won't, I don't think they'll, like, I doubt they would cut him or trade him, but I, I would imagine they would bring in some type of yeah. – Top flight uh, competition in a draft pick, most likely. Yeah, they're not going to pick up that fifth year option if he doesn't have a good year this year. Um, the guy, he just fucking he turns it over, he fumbles it, he throws it. Like, he he does not protect the ball at all. I mean, he, me and Connor say we say he is the greatest athlete at the quarterback position yep. in the league, but he just can't protect the ball. Yeah, and they, really? oh yeah, he ran the fastest uh, out of any quarterback, including Lamar Jackson last year. But also, like they went out and they got Galladay. Sterling Shepard's healthy. He's throwing punches against the Browns. They got Darius Slayton. They got Ingram. Like it with Saquon. If the offense doesn't perform, you gotta assume it's on him or the O line because the O line has also kind of been a problem for them in the past. 
And from what I hear, people talking about that have been around their camp, like people say their defense looks like they could be really good this year. They were great last year. They were an incredible under team because their defense was good and their offense fucking stunk. So (laughs) that's something. So so they just need their offense to improve by like 15, 20%, right? And they'll be okay? Oh, yeah. I mean, 15, 20% shit. If you only get eight (laughs) wins in the NFC East, that might get the job done. Because last year they were in it till the end. They Mm -hmm. finished 6 and 10. I mean, they were right there, the football team went seven and nine it wasn't like they were doing anything special but do you think any of the teams in the nfc east are going to be like an 11 12 win team or do you think eight or nine wins might get it done again i mean if that can stay healthy and and not have like lingering issues with that shoulder and lat and ankle i think that the cowboys could do that but the rest of the division i don't think we know who they are we don't let's see how daniel jones plays let's see what the eagles look like with uh jalen hurts like i don't i just don't I don't know what's going to happen there. I think there's so much up in the air. 17 games, long season. Yeah. Who knows? Joe Judge, for him, luckily, it seems like they are going to make sure. He's going to have a chance to build his culture and build the team he wants. They're not going to move on from him quickly and make any rash decisions, it seems like. If he wants the offense to be be, good and and move forward this year, bring back McAdoofus and let him... Let him He's in Dallas. Yeah, I know. Find a way to bring him back. Go back to the Which, old haircut, McAdoo. Mm-hmm, we don't slick. need slick back McAdoo. We need old school McAdoo. <laughs> we need boxy. the McAdoofus. We need boxy suit McAdoo from yes. his opening presser, right? Yes. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and... Meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. Oh, should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction. So let's go back a sentence or two. Okay. Okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. That's true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Huh? Lasts a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's Pete Alonzo at the, all, <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. Boom. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. Ocupier, <laughs> population, you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the medication. Free two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Ross brought something up, Connor, and this is something that actually kind of threw me off. So the show goes on the air right at 12 Eastern. Yep. About 11.50, I came across Connor Campbell doing his hashtag bath talk. Yeah. And 
I mean, it almost threw. I almost wasn't going to come do the show. It threw me off. It was. Oh. I, I'm trying to figure out what you're doing. It was good. I like it. I like I said before. I appreciate you people taking taking chances and putting themselves out there. Is this going to be like a running? Th- are you going to try to like sell this to Spotify or something? I mean, no. I will never sell anything to Spotify. But this was the third episode. Thanks for following the product, yeah. pal. You're acting like this is the first time we've done this. Okay. I'm just this trying. One to- felt longer. This felt longer than others. This was the longest one. You got a good sense of, you know, your feel is right on par, War Daddy Hawk. But no, this was basically, you know, just a breakdown <laughs> of everything week to week. You know, you got to update on what's going on. It's a very topical thing. Mac Jones and Cam almost is like the last uh, QB competition aside from a few. Also, we were talking about the football team. The football team apparently hasn't decided on Fitzmagic or Heineke yet. So that's still up in the air, too. That's, I mean, that's a legit th- – do you think it's real? Do you think that's a, a real thing, or are they just saying that? I mean, I don't know. I feel like Heineke has played pretty damn well. I, I'm not going to say I've watched every snap of the football team's preseason or followed along with their joint practices or anything, but after what he did against the Bucks, I mean, he's an athlete. He adds another dimension. I always – no matter what, we'll say start fits magic until the yes. wheels fall off of that guy. Mm, yes, because what he can do is untouchable. But you, you never know; they might roll with Heineke. I doubt it. I mean, they're gonna whatever happens. Like whoever is starting at quarterback for Washington, like that dude is key to play well because it feels like they have a lot of pieces around that quarterback position to, to make the play. Pat McAfee outdoors. What's happening, man? How you feeling? You look good. Mr. Hawk, how are you? You might hear me. I'm a little congested today. That's the big word of the day, congested. So, uh, woke up in a pool of sweat. Hold on. my It might be my Wi-Fi. Let me call you back. Hold on. Okay. Jay, did you steal all Jay. of the internet again over there? I'm not there anymore, so you can't blame me anymore. Oh! oh! Shit. Where'd you enough. go, Jay? Uh, I got a new house. Oh, good for you, man. Congrats on your upcoming wedding, too. Is that next week? Uh, yes, next Friday. Jay, you think you'll cry up there at the altar? No, probably not. <laughs> but maybe. You I, never know. I don't think you will either. You never know. We'll see. What's up, Pat? How you doing? I say, Well, Pat was with us for a half a second, but he's outdoors, and he's frozen. It looks to be right now. Yeah. Uh-oh. We'll figure it Call out. Back. We'll figure it out on, on Pat's end. I mean, you, you know you can always go out inside, bud, where the Wi-Fi works. You're going to be outside, right? Dude, he's trying to get some fresh air. Yeah. He's been locked That's up. Can you give him a health, break, dude. Hawk? Just because you're a ward daddy doesn't mean you got to shit on everybody yeah. else. True. Hey, Connor, so. Got that ward daddy they, haircut, too. Look at that yeah, thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. You know what? I might. I like it. I like it. Take, you can call me War Daddy. War all you Daddy. Want. Yeah, I'm oh. sure. I'm sure you love being called a War Daddy, just like you love us pointing at you. That's probably your new favorite thing, isn't it? Yep. I'd bite your finger off if we were a person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a classic War Daddy move. That doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Speaking of War Daddies, AJ, you got any War Daddies on the uh, Clemson Tigers? We got a couple, man. We have some. We have some uh, some guys that are not scared to be physical, which is the greatest thing. We can handle mistakes on our team, third and fourth graders. We don't mind if you make mistakes. You just got to make them 100 miles an hour, the old coaching cliche. And if you don't know who to hit, just hit somebody. That's all we tell them and have fun. So, yeah, we we got some guys, man. We don't have a game. We, don't, we haven't even played but our first game Do you have any yet. dudes? Yeah. Yeah. Do you why have, are you guys the Clemson Tigers instead of just, like, being the Tigers? Because the eight, that's how our league is, I guess, where they assign each team a different color. So we play like the Washington Huskies. There's Notre Dame. Oh, you got Who's oh. who got to be Ohio State? 
Uh, I don't know. No, there is an Ohio State. There's we're we're playing the Buckeyes soon. I think that's so, whoever uh, Bobby's on. Yeah, whoever's whatever team Bobby. Bobby's attached to automatically gets the Buckeye name. Well, but, I mean that is most likely he would threaten whoever runs the league to get that. I would imagine. Uh, I'm not sure what team he's an assistant coach with. He's coaching with the Joey Galloway's team too. So they got some studs the on that team. They're great above us. Yeah, what time, what, what is this league? I don't understand why every single guy that you. It's, every team that you guys have has like a very accomplished what team is NFL coaching. coaching. Yeah, yeah, did you have to be an All American at Ohio State to coach in this league? Well, no. So Herbie moved out of town. He he lives not and he's not in Columbus anymore. Yeah. But Joey Galloway is from Ohio, lives in Columbus, has kids. So yeah, we see him around. He's coaching. Yeah, there's. You know, I talked to Joey for a while last night. The dude looks like he could still play. Pat, what's up, man? You're you're back. Is your Wi Fi good? Connection. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's the Wi-Fi. I'm standing up here near my house underneath this uh, deck that needs to be replaced ASAP. Might fall on my head in the middle of this conversation. Uh, how'd the Clemson Tigers do yesterday? I, I, I missed that. Good? I heard we did good. Yeah, it was good. It was just a scrimmage. Yeah, we, we, you know, 10 plays, 10 plays back and forth with a couple of different teams. You know, mostly, you know, it was good. There's always things to clean up. You know that, but it was fun. How was, uh, how was Little Hawk? He was good, man. Offensively, we're trying to figure a lot of things out, but defensively, yeah, he loves to he loves to run and hit, and seems to really enjoy tackling. So it's it's fun to watch him have fun. Good Keep form head out tackling, of it. Head up. yeah, form tackling, yeah, head sure. up, bull the neck, you know, bullshit. It, exactly how it works. I got some reports from Boots on the Ground at the Clemson Tigers uh, scrimmage yesterday. It said maybe the Hawk like to use his Rydell thing a little bit too much. Oh. <laughs> You got some right on Where's the it at, Hawk? Columbus? Where's it at, Hawk? He said. James Harrison. Hey, did you ever? You guys watched Heels, the show that James is on? Nah, I haven't got around to it. Nah, I'm still waiting I've for heard, the whole thing to be. Up. I've heard it's pretty good for some so. people. I think it's going to be incredible. Obviously, anything with the professional wrestling business is normally pretty good. But then if it's going in backstage and shit too, I'm sure the drama is fantastic. And James Harrison's probably amazing at it. Um, who took who took your role, Pat? Some middle-aged white, probably that's bad at wrestling. I mean, that's basically how they describe my character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, uh, you're going to be a middle-aged dad who's good but not great at wrestling. I'm like, get the fuck. That's not going to be my first role. You can fuck off. Uh, but thank you, thank you for the incredible honor of getting asked, which is real. I was appreciated. I was very appreciative of the opportunity, but the. The way they describe my character, I mean, I didn't even read what my lines put in. As soon as I just saw this is the character you're playing, uh, kind of the shits in the ring, but middle-aged dad, uh, and you get kind of bullied. I'm like, All right, I'm fucking out here, so we'll have to wait and see who that is. Um, did you ask Ross Tucker about his podcast network or no? He mentioned his podcast network. He said he's had it for eight years now. What does that mean? I don't know. He, he was complimenting you and what you have built here and everything. And he said, for, as someone who's owned a podcast network for eight years, the platform that you have built up, he was complimenting you. That's very nice, Ross. I heard him also say he's going to put his face mask and the ribs of Jadavia on Kalani. That's my first time ever really. That's my first time ever really hearing him speak. I hope I can be on the next time he joins us. I appreciate you booking him. Thank you for doing that. And thank you for doing this show for the last three days, AJ. You've been unbelievable. I can't say it enough. It's been it's been fun here with the boys. I know you're on your road to recovery, right? So you are we on a uh, an upswing or downswing on our health? Okay, so I don't know if my face is freezing. I feel like a hawk here a little bit. No, you're good. You're good. Okay, good. It feels like I'm in an attic of a bazillionaire's house. <laughs> <in Columbus, Ohio. laughs> 
Um, so this morning about 4 a.m. ish, I woke up in a pool of sweat. I'm talking disgusting, like ab never something I've never experienced before. Once again, I've not really been sick for like 15 years, 10 years or so. So I don't know what I'm supposed to feel, what I'm not supposed to feel. Obviously, with this son of a bitch, I don't think anybody knows anything about it still at this point. But so I had to change the sheets. Okay, 4:15 a.m. That's how drenched it was. I'm talking bad. Jeez, damn. So there's probably some other fluids mixed in with sweat. I'm guessing, right? Jesus, AJ, what's your like deal? What? Like, did you piss your pants? I'm glad oh, you know, uh, you've been known to do that. God, AJ, it's not you, dude. I haven't been that. known to do that. Never do that. Okay, good. Continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I cut you off. But I know sometimes I you like to, to you selectively edit your stories. I just want to make sure we get the truth. You know, you're you're, you're this is a service you're giving to everybody. A lot of people that are fighting through this. No, I I don't selectively edit. I think that transparency of me is is why this has potentially worked. Do you piss your pants still? I, is that? <laughs> I didn't like even it. know that was something that people. Is that what you piss do? Your, piss the bed i'm saying no of course i don't but i'm saying you don't there's no did you bend down did you check to make sure it was only sweat i wear shorts when i sleep so i would be pissing my shorts if i did piss my bed <laughs> i apologize if you sleep nude and you just piss the bed all right i got it but anyways uh carrion cross you know carrion cross yeah do you know who that? I'm I'm being serious. Do you the know wrestler, yeah, he because he was when I was there with you. He was uh, he was doing. You know, I saw him practicing with his. He has a girl he wrestles with, right? Or he's always with. Yeah, Scarlett's his lady. I don't know if they're still together or not. Like in the ring, I know in real life they are, but in the they ring, they were practicing sure for like two together. hours beforehand. He's a so he got a shoulder injury whenever he was at NXT, and. I don't even know if this is like public knowledge, so I probably shouldn't say it, but it helps to, for this story. So fuck it. He should, it should be out there. He like self healed that shoulder injury basically. Okay. So he like, he dives in deep into like the muscles and everything. So he did this entire rehab process without surgery, probably needed it, healed himself up. Right. So he's a big, like, I want to know everything about the body type guy, if that makes sense. So he sent me over and this is no shit. I sent this picture to Frank, I think. I think Nick got to see us. He sent me over 30 text messages with articles attached to each thing that said, hey, do this, 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 and here's the articles to prove why you should do it. One of them was the amount of water that I should be drinking. So I drink a shit ton of water on a daily basis anyways, but I started his, he told me like, hey, need a gallon in you, basically. Hey, need a gallon in you yesterday, he said to me. So I drank a gallon yesterday. I think that is potentially why the sweat did seem like somebody maybe did piss all over the bed, if that makes <laughs> sense. I think, I think I had more, like the sweat was just everywhere. So I, that was at like 4 a.m.-ish, change the sheets, go back to sleep, wake up, no fever, no aches. Okay, huh? We're on the other okay. side. We're on the other side of this thing, I start thinking to myself. Then I realized, oh, I can't really breathe right now. This is great. Chest is incredibly tight. Mm. Congestion. I'm coughing stuff up. I'm spitting it in bottles. I'm almost grabbing a drink of the same bottle. I'm oh, spitting. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of that situation going on. So very congested. Chest is very tight. I took a COVID test today because I got a little arrogant. The cleanest positive line in the history of positive lines. <laughs> still got it. Still sweating. The chest feels tight still, but I think I'm on the other side of this thing, AJ, and it's all because of you, AJ Hawk. It's all yep. because of you. It is. I, I'll send you 30 of my remedies, too. 
backed up by by science that Connor sent me. So you'll be well, in luck this afternoon. You have plenty to do. Well, that, I I will find you you know some solace that it wasn't like a Connor type articles no. that were being sent. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, so no, like. No. Old Carrion Cross was sending me like you know like medical. It was really nice of him to be honest. Hey, if you talk like, to, do you reach out to uh, like actual like doctors? Or do you, I don't know how's it work. Do you call them? Do they give you tell you what you should do? There's been like five. Um, what is that called when people are trying to test some trial? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's been like five different companies that are like trialing shit. Is that the, that's no way that's the right way. <laughs> no, that's it. Trials, yeah, yeah. Going, trials. Yeah. Going through yeah. there's trials. like there's a bunch of different companies that are kind of going through clinical trials right now that have been trying to get to me, I think. You know, like either emailing my dad, for instance. Tim McAfee has gotten a couple emails. He has forwarded those to me. My guy CFO Phil has gotten a couple emails. Uh, but other than that, I haven't really talked to any doctors other than WWE people. Wow. Well, I think hopefully today is your last day of symptoms. You think it is? You think this is the last time you wake up in a in a pool of sweat? I think so. I think the fever and aches are gone. I talked to uh, you know a good friend of ours, Darius Butler. He had Uncle COVID there a couple oh, yeah. weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he said once you get to the other side of the aches and fever and the chills too, or something, you know, you feel like you're you feel like you're in uh, Antarctica, and then like three minutes later. It's like, oh my God, we are in the hottest place on earth. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just the chills, the fever, and then the aches are really the nuisance of this thing. You know what I mean? And then I think I'm past that. Now I'm experiencing the chest shit that everybody's talking about. But it's just been annoying as hell, to be honest with you. Seclusion's bad for me. I'm, I'm fucking, you know what I mean? I get lonely. Yeah. So I don't, I don't like, and I've been having to hang out by myself all the time. Yeah, it's got to be tough. What about, as you said earlier, a couple of days ago, you still had your flavor. Is your taste and smell still there? Yeah, my incredible wife just made me a turkey and ham sandwich. We're currently eating outside. She's back there, um, you know, because we've got to have these socially distant COVID dates, you know, where we just stare at each other. <laughs> we're like, What's up, dude? What's up, dude? <laughs> What's up, dude? Good to see you, dude. That's what we do. And that turkey, ham... Shredded lettuce. Ooh. Oh. Damn. Light mayo. What? Toasted bread. What? Oh. Come. Jalapeno chips. What? Potato salad. What? I froze up in the middle of that there, but I don't know if you guys got the potato salad or not. It was mustard based, which Ooh. makes it good, but not. You know, my favorite's mayonnaise base. She knows that. This was last second, but that's the only one still. <laughs> the, um, uh, I'm feeling much better today, though. I will be honest. You look good, I'm feeling dude. Much- Is this Thank the first you. day you've but, eaten? Yeah. This is the first sandwich I've really had. Last night, I tried to eat something because I thought I could eat. But I tried. Um, it was another sandwich of sort, and I couldn't. I just couldn't even get it down. Like, I just had no want to you know what i mean and i'm a big time eater this has never happened to me before so i'm wondering now like is my stomach smaller like should i take advantage of this am i gonna have a 10 pack an eight pack a 12 pack am i am i a fucking fitness model on instagram now that's what i'm wondering if you had to guess how much do you think you've lost like 10 pounds like have you lost some weight so i think you guys know that i lose weight quick Mm -hmm. you know like uh, easy come easy go for me weight wise 
Uh, so I think I've lost probably 10 to 15. I'll know whenever I get on the uh, on the scale. I don't have one at the house. There's only one down at the office, so I'll hop on the scale. But it does, when I look at myself in the morning, it is quite a smaller me than I'm used to, you know? Losing a little love handle, though. <laughs> have you, have you, been able to, uh, you been able to dump yet? Uh, so I squeezed out some rabbit turds this morning oh, after I yeah, put out the tweet that said I haven't pooped yet just to see if I could do it. But it was a strenuous push. So it wasn't like a natural flowing grump, you know. So hopefully after this sandwich here, the mustard-based potato salad really loosened some stuff up in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Pause it should. Oh, yeah. Hey, love you, babe. Hey, Zito, Zito, tell Pat, we have, uh, don't we have uh, some guests coming on in the 2 o'clock hour? Yes, the fancy footballers. They're going to talk some fancy football. Tony? Okay, Connor, is that that? Uh, Jason Moore is one of them, yes. Show, that's that show that um, they gave the projections on where... Uh, Julio. Julio was going to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those dudes. Oh, yeah. They did a little uh, Cicliano situation the other day, too. One of their chairs went down, and then it became a whole thing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, everybody, can I do a public service announcement? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm seeing people on Twitter, their names are like Cicliano's legs are still spinning or something like that. And then Cicliano's uh, a tiny little elf. Come on. Can't do that. Hey, listen, everybody needs to relax. Remember, this is not ever something against Cicliano. This is oh. always against NFL Network's treatment. Preach of Cicliano. I'm just, I know people are doing it for the laughs and the chuckles, ha ha ha. But when I see those, I have to think to myself, that short little bastard Cicliano can't be happy about this, especially because we were going to bat for him. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you said we are a pro go Cicliano show. Go. This entire time. Do you think he appreciates it? Do you think he appreciates us shining a bright light on what's going on over there? I'll tell you what. Let's see how we sit in this weekend for these games. You know, let's see if the NFL <laughs> Network learned anything. You know, it, we're we're just trying to raise a little awareness. That's right. That's all we're trying to do. This is just like the punching in public thing. We don't we don't promote this type of stuff. We're just raising awareness that it exists. Boom. Hey, Cisleano deserves to be treated a little bit better by NFL Network mm. where they place him. Let's hope this weekend they've learned a little lesson. I am kind of worried that they might one up it and just like have him sit on a footstool or something and, and really sell it. I wouldn't put it past him either. <laughs> nope. nope. is not the kind of guy to raise like a big stink or make a massive ordeal about something this small, you know? Oh, right. come on. Jeez. Right. Come on, Nick. Nick. Hey, hey Pat. So I'll, I'll, we'll, I'll get off of Siciliano, that topic. Uh, when we talked to Ross Tucker, so Ross has done all the Eagles preseason games, he interviews Sirianni before every game. I think he said he's talked to him five times already. He said, Sirianni, the players are, are digging it. They're buying in. Now, we didn't have we didn't have Sirianni do a presser with Ross on. I did mention that Ty was a big fan, but the boys think maybe it was a missed opportunity that I could have set Ty up to kind of go into Siciliano. Not Siciliano, yeah, I think Sirianni. He, well, yeah, and I think I've heard Ross Tucker call a couple of those Eagles games mm-hmm. on NFL Network. Yeah, that's right. What was that? I said, yeah, that's right. No, you definitely have. You definitely have because Pat's Eagles uh, last week on Thursday was a Ross Tucker joint. And we watched that, right? Oh, we yep. watched that. Watched the entire thing front to back, Pat. In the office, though, also. We watched it, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Put it on in the office, too. 
Yeah, so he turned that into a podcast a little bit, and I enjoyed him in the broadcast booth, but I, I don't know if I would have gotten to that question. That's why you're probably a much better interviewer than I am. But if it comes up that he is doing interviews with a guy that we do interviews with on a daily basis, I think you should have potentially linked those two together, you know, be a matchmaker there. I'm not saying you missed it because I don't know the flow and where you wanted to go. You've got a big ass head with a big brain and everything like that. But that does feel like a potential missed opportunity because I have not heard Sirianni speak other than that opening press conference. And in my head, he is tied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is who he is, so uh, it would be nice to get a little bit of confirmation or denial on whether or not Ty is accurate in his depiction of the new Philadelphia Eagles head coach. You're saying the players are liking. That makes sense to me because I like him every time he speaks on our show. I fucking love him. So I I think I I probably am pretty reminiscent of the locker room, if I had to guess. Ross Tucker said they might win 10 games this year. The Eagles. Who? Ross Tucker. He said the Eagles might win 7, 8, 9, 10 games this year. What do you think? I don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's the case. Maybe what Sirianni yeah. does during the day of a game. Does Sirianni? All right. I'm, like I'm wondering how he gets get prepared. Off. Why are we gonna do this to all these Italian dudes? Okay. Why is, is this that, your? Thing? Does it just happen to be that? It's a very anti-Italian show. Well, uh, we can also. Uh, you're the most anti-Italian guy there is, by the way. You were uh, first. You were going to bat for Cuomo. Okay. Yeah. Then you were propagandizing false <laughs> stories about Cuomo to make him look even worse than Julio. Oh, you think that scumbag, you trusted what he's saying over the fucking tabloids? <laughs> I guess they're kind of one and the same now at this point. But, yeah, we need to start being nicer to the Italians. You hear me? I think oh, we yeah. need to start being nicer to the Italians. They've been through enough. You know what I mean? They've been through enough. But, uh, Serial, 10 games, I, that was kind of a, I mean, that's put me in a full m- COVID brain melt. I oh, mean, yeah. NFC stinks, I guess. So that's got to give you a little hope, right? Yeah, maybe they could get it done. And plus, if you do want to, you know, not bash any more Italians, I don't know if Zolok's Italian or not. But did you hear about rap music making Cam Newton, you know, a worse player or no? What's the deal with some of these older whites? <laughs> like, legit. And, and I know I am an older white at this point and I'm getting older by the minute especially with Uncle COVID swinging at my face every single second of the day right now but why like when that comes out of his mouth you think he says yeah fucking good take dude and then walks it off or do you think as soon as that comes out of his mouth he's like ah, shouldn't have said that that was very dumb I'm an idiot he's calling Patriots games too right that's another local broadcast yeah he was the uh, dude from the first Patriots game uh, with the football team that was on NFL Network that we heard yeah yeah, so he's a representative of the Patriots, which makes sense, right? I think that makes sense, which is what a lot of people would say, you know, whenever they say they want Mac Jones over Cam Newton. The reason, you know, why New England fans were potentially being attacked and called racist. Racist. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Because Scott Zolak is coming out and saying dumb things like this, and it paints a broad brush over everybody in New England. It's like, you think just because the guy listens to music that's upbeat? Did you hear what I said, the ice cube, the other day? I'm very white. I'm a very Caucasian male, so I guess that is what Scott Zolak would say. But I told Ice Cube, like, hey, we need bangers. Like, music is the thing that motivates me, that drives me. And you go to any practice, any weight room, it's going to be the same exact thing. So it's just an out-of-touch thing to say by Scott Zolak. But, I mean, what do you expect? He's a, he's a New England Patriot representative. 
Yeah, but uh, hey, the point I, I asked, though, the question I asked was, don't you think Bill Belichick or McDaniels would shut this down if they felt like it was a real issue? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not a real issue. Yeah. I mean, it's isn't a real thing. This is made up in the head of a guy who's an idiot, obviously. And he's from Pittsburgh, isn't he? Yeah, he's from uh, Ringgold, I believe. Uh, that's not good for us either, I guess. So maybe I shouldn't have just buried all of New England there because he is technically from where we're from. That's uh, okay. Not great. What is, is that close same? to Plum? No, it's on the other side uh-huh. of town. It's where Joe Montaigne came from. Next Squirrel Hill. The actor? No. <laughs> no the, Hill. the guy in the the guy in the Lipitor commercial? Yeah. <laughs> no, the quarterback. Hey, hey it's not next to uh, Turtle Creek either. Ah, oh, dang it. I know I was right. Yeah, I know I was right. Oh, Billy Gardell. Yeah, That's dude, what I'm thinking. I was going to say, don't right? be making fucking cracks about Billy Gardell. Come on, okay? dude. Get it right. I didn't make Bro, a crack about him. I saw that. He was so like Zempic, uh, not Lipitor. You oh, asshole. Prick. He has a sweet mustache, too. He does. He's running fucking cone drills up, bro. Dude. <laughs> He's running the weave drill on those cones in the Ozempic, dude. I mean, that's... I'm fucking happy to see Billy Gardell living his best life. And he's also in that show. Yeah, Bob Hart's Agashiola. Come... Wait, what? That's what it's called. Abishola. Okay. Come on, Come dude. on, no. Yes. What are you watched about? every episode it's of Abishola. it. It's Bob Hart's Agashiola. No, it's Abishola. Okay? Good God. What network? It's on CBS, dude. It's yes. the fucking best show on CBS. What is CBS. it called? What's it's, the real it's name? It's Bob, Bob Hart's Agashiola. No, it's got Bob Hart's Abishola. God damn you, Ty. I've seen every mean? episode of it. You haven't seen one. Yes, so I don't have. Fucking come at me and try to tell me what my favorite program starring Billy Gardell is called. You don't even know the name of Billy's love, and that is Abishola. Okay, Agashiola. No, okay, and that's the end of it. Good lord. All right. Glad we got that figured out. Me too. I'm pretty pumped about it. I'm gonna go watch that show. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, have you started watching Ted Lasso yet? You gotta, you should pound out these five episodes. Now six. The sixth one's out today. It is unbelievable. I I know it's unbelievable, and I've gotten over my anger with Ted Lasso uh, because, you know, they're going to do the same thing with the morning show, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. and uh, the other show that released today, the show C. I don't know if you've seen it yet with Jason Momoa and our guy Don Batista now. Oh, Don Batista and Momoa, too. They're making a buddy cop film, I guess, as well. I've seen that on the internet. But mm-hmm. the morning show... Hey, nobody gives a fuck one episode at a time, Apple. All right? Give us five. Give us five at a time, dude. You guys created this world. What are we even doing? Uh, but I don't have Apple TV in my room where I'm staying. Uh, so I haven't been able to watch that. I haven't been able to watch it. Now would be the perfect time. And also, if I was to watch that without my wife, it might cause another war. Uh, I mean? Okay. I did uh, I did see that Bob Ross documentary, though. You were right. It could have been about a half hour shorter, but it was very cool to see. Like, I didn't realize how absolutely mad like him going to grand central park and like the amount of people that came up just to see him paint was insane yeah they didn't know he's popular at the time because he was just painting in tiny little studios and then he goes and has a painting session in grand central or whatever central park and uh it's just the whole park is basically filled up with people and they're like oh fuck we have a superstar here it's like man no shit (laughs) no shit everybody (laughs) wants to see old robert ross paint out here Fuck the Kowalskis, though. Uh, and Fuck them. Coach Kowalski is one of my... 
Coach Kowalski is one of my favorite coaches in the history of soccer. He's this Polish man who drank beers warm uh, and would, had a high-pitched voice. He's a good guy. <laughs> Killer Kowalski, absolute legend in the wrestling business. Trained a lot of our favorite legends and icons. Uh, but the Kowalskis that I'm referring to, it'll be fuck them forever. They're a terrible group of people, those Kowalskis. Terrible. I mean, I'm going to have to watch this. Hey, Pat, who is uh, who is going to sit in for you tonight at SmackDown? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know who that is. I, like who I, was on deck? Like who would even be in the running? Who who does that? I I don't know. I have no honestly. I have no idea. I mean, Corey Graves could come over. Would they do that? That seems like that's the most logical move. But I have not been told that. You know. So I um I know Michael Cole is not exactly thrilled about me missing this and then missing next week too, right? Because Jay's wedding. You know. Mm-hmm. So Michael Cole is you know mocking me because he's missed two shows in twenty. 20- five years and here i am uncle covid and then bro bro's wedding you know i got stuff going on so i mean it is it's gonna be a long two weeks here it should i i'm gonna watch i don't know how i'm gonna feel i'm like what are you gonna watch that i've missed it yeah and i'll watch because i love wrestling or whatever but like the last three days watching you guys do the show like i've hated it immensely like hated it i've been dripping in sweat not the show i've liked the show I have hated the feeling that I've had, though, not being in there. Like, you know, like, I like the thought of being in there. That, there was the game I was suspended uh, after the October 20th, 2010 uh, situation that happened. Dis- a miscommunication, I think, is what it really was. But the cops have their story. I have mine. I've told it a couple times. It's much more believable than theirs, for sure. But I that game I missed was like a Monday Night Football game or Sunday Night Football game, I think, against the Texans. Watching that game from the house was one of the most, like, sickening feelings I've ever had in my life. And I don't want to say I've had the similar thoughts here the last couple of days, and tonight I'll probably feel that way, but it is. It's just something inside me where I'm like, I fucked this up. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, I don't... I just don't love it so much. So I'm not happy I'm not going to be there. Especially if something awesome happens, I'm going to be so bummed that I didn't, you know? You know what I mean? It didn't know. Uh, I would assume. Is it still the summer of Cena? Because I saw that that dude has another movie out now. It was Vacation Friends. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was- I'm not sure. I'm definitely going to watch it though. Because Cena only makes bangers. I believe the summer of Cena is over. Yeah, oh, and summer rest- so is he not? Dead. Is he not wrestling anymore? Yeah, Roman absolutely wiped him off the face of the planet. Thank God he did too. But Pat, to your point, it fucking sucks here without you too, man. We yeah. want you back as soon as possible. And plus, there's nothing you can really do. You know, like you got the vaccine. You, you kind of it's just kind of unlucky. Not really part of the draw here. How did you? How my big question, and I appreciate you for that, Connor. I miss being around you guys a lot like i miss it a lot I, I miss being around my wife like this is weird this is very weird this whole thing um I, how did everybody you know like yeah i mean i was uh, you, you were i was ta- i was giving you snaps on, on tuesday like it doesn't make any sense like it's just so wife, random my wife and i fornicated yeah you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah hell yeah it's my like- wife thank you thank you <laughs> But you're talking, that's a lot of lot of things, you know, being exchanged there. And how, like, how? Makes no sense. Yeah, you would think that at least, like, one or two of us would have tested yeah. positive after. I mean, we were around you for, what, two days before before it happened? So, nothing Yeah, but I do. don't know. But also, I have no idea where I got it. Because Cole, Michael Cole, was with me every step of the way over there in SummerSlam. He tested that. He took a couple. But tests. yeah, he hey, but hold on, no. Mike. 
Pat, Michael Cole even said it, though. Was Michael Cole jumping in the crowd between every match, dapping up random celebrities? Okay, cool. So what about my wife flying yeah. home with me, her friend flying home with me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody else. I, I don't claim to have any answers. Trust me. I don't think anybody does. Yeah, it is very yeah. weird how this all plays out. What I'm saying is I don't think I got it in Vegas, though. I think I got it okay. somewhere, like, maybe Monday at the gas station. I like. But you could. You know it I mean? could have even been on, like, you know, if you got, like, Subway on Monday from, like, the and it was on, you know, Vogel? what you ate your Subway. Now, Fogel's in jail. Okay, so Fogel didn't give me COVID. Yeah. AJ. How <laughs> much guy. longer? He's, he's getting out soon, unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately, you said you were pumped about it, you scumbag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> saw the text you sent to Connor. Yeah. You're pumped about Produce that text and put that up in the camera guys I b- deleted whoa, it whoa, I believe whoa. but I could see if I still got whoa, whoa, it Whoa 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 Hey this show Cannot become like that at least one Person needs to stick up for the unstick Up for a bowl. <laughs> yeah you know what I mean I agree what does that mean Exactly okay like Think about it run it back I'm Not sure I'll be able to say it as cleanly and Smoothly the second time as I did the first time I'm to be on with Fogel, it sounds like like there's some people we can just let die. You know what I mean? Hundred oh, yeah. percent. Okay, yeah. Well, good. We'll we'll, we'll put the, a list together of who who we let go, who we send. No, out, no, let's still pretty- keep her out. No. Number one on that list, Guy Fieri. Put him at the top. The guy stinks. Oh. Man. Oh. All right. I wasn't thinking Guy Fieri, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, more like. I wasn't Guy Fieri. I mean, see, that's a problem, too, that all of a sudden we're lumping Jared Fogle and others with Guy Fieri. The guy said he's going to make me famous. I think that's a nice guy. Um, all right, I'm going to go try to dry off from the sweat. I'm going to go try to poop, too, from that sandwich. I can't thank you guys enough. The show's good. I'll call back in the third hour, though. I appreciate you. Good luck, right, Feel better, Pat. Hey, baby, Pat. Have a good Appreciate poop. it, man. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users users FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons most of them what I just said uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel obviously there are so many different ways to win there's more things to bet on their boosts seem to always hit which is just fucking themselves over time and time again uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook and you will too if you haven't used it yet use it nah also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. You know, so so this guy, or I think we only have one. We have a guy coming on. One of three. There's three co-hosts on this show that they do this podcast. They build up into a, a absolute juggernaut, bigger than all the big networks that have their fantasy shows and all of this stuff. So I'm curious. So, boys, I know a lot of you 
play fantasy football, oh, yeah. what kind of questions would you have? Oh, I mean, we got to know the sleepers. Got to know the sleepers. We got to know the rookies that they think are going to get a lot of burn this yep, year who fucking. might overperform a lot. Hey, how do people already have – I feel like there's already been – people have already had drafts, haven't oh, yeah. they? Oh, yeah. Oh, Pe- yeah. People will uh, – some people have drafted two weeks ago, you know, and Should got – you wait till final cut? Yeah, yes. absolutely should. You always wait till the week of opening night on Thursday. And always. definitely after the final preseason game because then injuries are taken out pretty much. Yeah, that's what I, I, I've heard. Ideally, you're drafting on Wednesday night of next week. Yeah, that's kind of the go-to time. You either do okay. Tuesday or Wednesday. I've heard a couple of different guys that I've been around that have said they were going to like their fantasy draft or they just had their fantasy draft. I don't know. But the good thing is I think we have them dialed up right now. So please welcome Mike Wright, the fantasy footballers. This guy, what he's built, what they have done. He's a co-host of the fantasy footballers. It's just gigantic right now. So please welcome Mike Wright. Yeah! Mike, what's happening, man? I was trying to ask the boys, like, what's, uh, I, I, everyone has questions about this, what you're supposed to do. People are doing fantasy drafts, at least around me in Ohio right now. Is that just stupid? Uh, if you were able to hold off until right now, it's not the worst, uh, because with, with the difference of preseason, like, I mean, you know that you, this, it changes things of having only three games, usually. The, the rule of thumb was wait until week three is done of preseason because then you know that the starters should be uh, relatively safe. You're not going to get a, a huge news dump potentially. But as of right now, I mean, we're still waiting on a few things. The Jameis news that he is the starting quarterback for the Saints, that we got that out of the way. So now we you can adjust your players accordingly, like where you can feel a little bit safer with the Alvin Kamara dump-offs from, from Jameis as compares to Taysom Hill because he's he has the, the rushing ability that Jameis doesn't. But we're still waiting on San Francisco. I mean, I've we, we've been recommending on the footballers that Trey Lance should be one of your last picks, even if you already have your quarterback because as soon as he gets on the field, he immediately top, uh, jumps into top 10 consideration, even top 5 with that cannon paired with the rushing ability and you could have a draft right now and get Trey Lance as a steal and by the by next Wednesday we could have an alert that says Trey Lance is actually starting week one so there's still some stuff that needs to to settle out but for the most part I think we're good I don't think we're going to see a lot of starters uh over this last week of a preseason so you should be okay right now but I'm I'm with your crew that wait as late as you possibly can it seems like common sense. You had to wait until the final rosters are out. I, I've heard a lot of different actors and celebrities out there. They talk about they have these fantasy leagues. They compete against each other. Do you have any, like, I'm, I'm guessing there's probably some big-time actors and celebrities that reach out to you to try to get your advice. Hey, do you charge them ever? And what could you give us some names of some, like, some people that actually surprised you that reached out that, that wanted some advice from you? Sure. I've, I've actually now uh, created a pretty – strong i mean online friendship with uh i don't know if you guys are familiar with the try guys oh yeah. they are massive and ned and me have we've connected over fantasy football he came out we did a live show at the largo a couple years ago over in california he came out he was my guest and you know we, we go back and forth uh quite a good bit uh, on the dms we've gotten into talking about life and he's a new parent and everything so he's probably the the biggest celebrity who has has uh, slid into the dms so to speak uh we've talked with with cooper cup a little bit he's actually okay. we found out he's a fan of our our comedy show the spitballers 
Uh, but he he does steer away from fantasy football. But and then we've done, you know, over the past couple years, we did these uh, like a bigger league with guys like Ninja, uh, Tim the Tat Man, Ooh, Zach okay. Efron was was oh, in there. Fun. So we've mixed it up with some big names. I wonder if you ask uh, Zach Efron about his new jaw, his new face. Like, I don't know what's going on there, man. He looks good. Hey, he looks good, just different to me for some reason. Hey, who who in fantasy football, like, are there a group, is there a segment of people that play fantasy football that maybe don't paint it in as good a light as it should or give it a bad name or make other people not want to do fantasy? Yeah, just like all aspects of life, there are yeah, there, there's some some degens out there, and it's not too late. You can change your ways, but I mean, the the most visible ones are like are the people who are tagging players on Twitter saying you let down my fantasy team. Like, there's really no place at all to to tag a player in any negative connotation. If if you're tagging a player, it better be, hey man, you know, we'll get them next week, or saying thank you, you know, hey. Uh, appreciate that performance that was big time for my my fantasy league and what a cool thing that has uh kind of come about in the last couple of years is really the the charity portion of fantasy football like so our our ultimate draft kit a dollar of of every sale from that product goes right to saint jude children's research hospital and we've seen uh, play, uh players taking things to a, a another level where uh, when when a player goes off like in championship week, you find out their charity of choice, their their top, uh, the the one that they support the most or they you know they're involved with, and you say I'm going to make a donation, I'm going to take some of my winnings, I'm going to take ten percent, send it to the charity that you support. So we've seen a lot of that uh, things starting to spin in the positive direction for fantasy football. That's good. Yeah, no one wants. Uh... Yeah, to be all negative, and and then you don't want current NFL players to hate everybody that plays fantasy right. and. Speaking of, of hating people, there we have a guy, Boston Connor. I know he has a big question for you about uh, something going on. I know it's going to be Patriots-related, probably Mac Jones, but Connor, what do you have? Yeah, you know what, AJ? I'll pivot because I'm not going to do that, and you're right. A lot of people do hate me. Uh, Mike, <laughs> what do we think about deciding on what rookies to take? I personally think that Najee Harris is probably the number one rookie to have off the board this year, but how do you go about deciding that and depending on who the quarterback is, really? Sure. No, I'm with you. I'm I'm all in on Najee Harris. We've Mike Tomlin has already showed the hand in preseason that Najee Harris is his guy. Which shout out to Tomlin for not doing the the song and dance of well the rookie's got to earn his way up. Maybe he's the starter. Maybe he's the backup. Like we just got an announcement out of Jacksonville that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah. Oh, like, like come on, yeah. come on, stop wasting everyone's time on that team. Put him in as the starter. We all know it's going to be him. But Najee Harris is in line for a tremendous workload. Just look back to uh, Le'Veon Bell. Look back to James Conner when he had to be the guy uh, when when Lev Bell had the year he held out. Najee Harris can be objectively bad at football and still be an incredible fantasy football pick with all the volume that he's going to see. Now, I don't, I don't think he's bad. I think Najee Harris is going to be incredible for that team and he in the in the second round by the end of the year to me he's going to look like a value the other guys uh you know i already mentioned like trey lance at the end of of drafts right now is someone i'm targeting everywhere javante williams is very interesting the rookie running back from uh drafted in the second round by the denver broncos we did a deep study here uh for fantasy football and running backs drafted in the second round in the last 10 years 
they have a 73% chance, or not chance, I'm sorry, 73% of the time, those rookies have produced uh, higher fantasy numbers by the end of the season than the veteran, than the uh, the incumbent over there. Hmm. So in the Holy sixth shit. round, I'm cool taking Javante Williams because he's a great player and the, the history is on his side. You might have to wait a few weeks for that to really become a powerhouse for your team. Like, look back to Miles Sanders when he was drafted in the second round by Philadelphia. The beginning of the year, it was a little bit rocky. And then over, you know, the last 60% of the season, you did see him take over and, and help out teams. Well, uh, I know our, our resident Steelers fan, Diggs, COVID Cowboy. Diggs was the fantasy expert here on the show. I guess he has retired. He claims he cannot help everybody. Diggs, what was your question? God damn it, AJ. Um, <laughs> Mike, the one question that that everyone wants to know, because they know the big names, they know everything like that, is the sleepers. Like, who do you think is going to have a breakout year that we have no idea it's coming right now? Sure. The I mean, he's... That's, he's awakening a little bit, and since we were talking about the Patriots, I'll mention Damien Harris is oh, interesting yeah. at the running back position. <clears throat> the ceiling is capped because he will be used on first and second down, but Sony Michelle was straighted away to the Rams. I mean, That was probably more of a vote of confidence for rookie Ramondre Stevenson, but, but Damien Harris is interesting, especially you have to project that Mac Jones will be starting sooner or later, and the biggest knock on Damien Harris was that Cam Newton is incredible at the goal line and vultures those touchdowns. But once Mac is in, those should go to Damien Harris. And then for the wide receiver position, I'll throw out the name Michael Pittman for the Indianapolis Colts. He's a second-year okay. player. He was – like, remember what happened. All the hype is on those first-round wide receivers from 2020 because they all, if, except for Jalen Rager, it was a lot of hits there, especially Justin Jefferson coming in for the Vikings and setting the rookie record. But Pittman was drafted very shortly after Brandon Ayuk, and now Carson Wentz, does he have it left? That remains to be seen. But Michael Pittman looks like he can take over and become the number one for that team. The past two years, T.Y. Hilton is only averaging 50 yards a game. He'll still help out the team, but I don't think that he is, he's not the number one anymore. So you have a, a very ambiguous situation, and Michael Pittman it prototypes as an alpha wide receiver with his I mean, he's a 6'3", 6'4", 220 pounds. He's a big dude. He can get it done yards after catch. We saw that already last year on a lot of uh, crossing routes. But I think he's a player that can take the jump, and he's going in 10th, the 11th round of fantasy drafts while the, all the attention's on the other second-year players. So you can sneak Pittman on your team for a value. Hey, Ty Schmidt's next. What's up, Ty? Mike, when you were looking at different guys this season and you're you know doing like your your rankings or, or whatever did you have to look into like vaccination status at all or like are you trying to stay away from some of those guys because you don't know if they might you know burn you and and not be available on sunday morning and also uh what kind of year do you think randall cobb is gonna have fantasy wise like where does he stack up in your rankings currently sure first for the vaccination i mean the I think the only one we're very confident is Cole Beasley. Like he's he's out there saying he's not vaccinated, so you could take that for however you want to play fantasy football. But we don't have a true database of who is and who is not. We're just, we're gonna trust in the protocols and really hope that these guys can stay on the field. So it hasn't impacted my my personal projections because I can't say for sure who is and and who is not. And then for Randall Cobb, he. It's been so long 
since we've seen Randall Cobb really do anything of note, even on the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I mean, oh. I, you know, what we're talking like eight years or so since we saw Randall Cobb have that that breakout season. Meanwhile, I mean, he'll be he'll be a safety blanket and a trusted player for Aaron Rodgers to go to. And we all know the name Devontae Adams, so I don't even need to talk about him. He's one of the, the best wide receivers in the league. The name I will bring up because this for a sleeper, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who has kind of been left for dead by the fantasy community. No, a decent draft capital pick, but the beat reporters out of Green Bay, like that drum beat for MVS has just slowly been building and getting louder and louder. And it's like they're talking about he's been one of the best players in camp. I don't know if he can take uh, overtake Alan Lazard just based off of what he's done in training camp. But we've seen the big playability from him on the field hitting those 60, 70-yard receiving touchdowns. So he's a name that I'm going to monitor over Randall Cobb because at this point I don't think that the fantasy ceiling is truly there for for Cobb anymore, where MVS, if he does actually take that step and break out, he'll be a, 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 a wide receiver flex play that can really pour that nitro onto your weekly score. Need that. Nice. Hey, I, last thing for me before I know Connor has, has one more as well. You mentioned Randall Cobb. Now, are, are you going to see a lot of these fantasy drafts where people jump out and they take Randall higher than they normally would just because of how much pub Aaron has given him and they brought him over and it's all, all this news and we know how much Aaron loves throwing to him? Like, are a lot of people going to take him pretty high? I don't think so. Uh, we, we haven't seen that. Now we are uh, on the footballers. We're, our podcast goes year-round. I mean, we, we as soon as January hits, we're still doing two shows a week. Yeah. all the way until July where we jumped to three. And so we're a little bit more hardcore, but we, we do try to cater our show to everyone from hardcore to casuals. And with the Sharps, you know, drafting best ball over the offseason and the hardcore players, Randall Cobb really hasn't been on that fantasy radar. When you get into your home leagues, people who are just picking up uh, fantasy football, like they're, they're uh, grabbing a magazine, which is, by the way, outdated. I would recommend picking up the Ultimate Draft Kit, which stays updated. But they might see that news and go, I recognize Randall Cobb. Oh, it's a, he could jump up in those home leagues, especially if you got some Green Bay fans. Know your league. Green Bay fans, they like to draft their players. We have one in the office who is always pushing Robert, Robert Tunyon on us. Oh, uh, big bub. Yeah. yeah, he's interesting, to say the least. Uh, but I don't think Randall Cobb is someone that you need to worry about. And if you're in a home league where someone's going to take Cobb, just take the value that has pushed a more relevant player towards you. All right, Connor, what do you have? Yeah, Mike, uh, a lot of people like the first pick. In your opinion, what pick is the best? Is it three? Is it seven? And then you mentioned some of the rookie quarterbacks. Is there any value in uh, Trevor Lawrence, or is his O-line so bad that he might get killed before the end of the year? <laughs> do you mean, like, as in you're in the first round? Which, yeah. Where do you want to pick from? Yeah. I'm still on the Christian McCaffrey train. I know it, it it burned a lot of people last year, but it was injury. It was and it was like a random assortment of injuries that I don't think are related when we when you talk to like check out the fantasy doctors on Twitter and it's we don't see a correlation between these injuries. And look what he did in those I think three games. I think he played three. But he was elite. He was Incredible. back to being Christian McCaffrey. So part of fantasy football is separating yourself from the emotions of last year and the people that I've, I've seen the questions like I took McCaffrey last year he killed my team do I really take him again and it's 
Yeah, you do, because yeah. Christian McCaffrey is two players in one starting fantasy slot. He's a wide receiver and a running back, and with small sample, but with uh, with Matt Ja Rule, as we call him on the oh, show, yeah. Ooh. We, we, we know that he's going to be out there just feeding McCaffrey nonstop. Uh, so I, if I can pick my spot, I'm still taking that advantage. Now, uh, for Trevor Lawrence, I'm... I'm not concerned about the, the career of Trevor Lawrence. You know, I won't argue with the scouts of he's the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck is the quote. For fantasy purposes, he's surrounded by some solid talent with DJ Chark, the addition of Marvin Jones, and LaVisca Chenault, whose value should see an uprise. Unfortunately, the injury to rookie running back Travis Etienne, I think that manufactures some more interesting targets for LaVisca Chenault. But Trevor Lawrence is, yeah, he's okay, I think, as a quarterback, too. He's not someone I'm targeting in my drafts. You know, the in that scheme with with Urban Meyer, let's see if the college uh, offense can really work in the NFL. The vibes of Trevor Lawrence in the preseason haven't been like he's, he's tearing it up like Zach Wilson is doing up in New York. So he's a name I'm going to monitor and watch, but he's not someone I'm going after in my draft. Awesome. Hey, Mike, I really, really appreciate the input. We'll be following along. I know you guys have built up a giant thing you have going over there. But thanks again for your time, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Mike Wright. Thank you. Appreciate you, bud. Thank you. He's got a nice setup, too. Audio oh, yeah. sounds great. Video looks great. I'm, I'm going to need to call his tech guy, actually. Yeah. Get well, some tips. Get him to set you, me up. Even if you get Strong tips. Zeke. Yeah. Wow. Zeke's great. Whoa. <laughs> oh, is that why you laughed? You're a sack of shit. Is that why you laughed after that? You sarcastic That was very quick. Very quick, Ty. Good job. All right. That's the show. Once again, we can't thank you guys enough for watching, listening, interacting with us, all that stuff. There's so much shit and content out there, and the fact that you guys continue to come back and spend your time with us, we appreciate the hell out of it. We are so close to football, so close. Hopefully by Monday, Pat's back in studio feeling better. Have an incredible weekend. We will see you guys on Monday. Cheers.